0: I have brought peace, freedom, justice, and security to my new empire. Your new empire? Don't make me kill you. Anakin, my allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy.
1: Only a Sith deals in absolutes.
0: I will do what I must. You will try. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. Dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I just want to run through some quick announcements that we have. Yeah, we got a, so, lot. We had a lot going on. Um, we did a special recording, special interview um, with your dad. Mm-hmm. That's going to be featured on Voices for the Community or Voices of the Community.
2: They haven't decided <laughs> <laughs> what their actual name is. Right. But, but the show's been going for a long time. Yeah. It's older than our show on KXW. So. And it's... a. So, uh, uh,
0: it kind of addresses local community mm-hmm. issues and talks to interviews. I think interviews uh, various people throughout the community. Yeah. Um, and your dad has some things that are going on in his neighborhood that he would like to address. So he it was great that he had that platform. And yes. Got, um, and you and I got to conduct the interview, and that will be featured on that show. I don't know when yet, but... It was kind of a fun thing to do.
2: Yeah, it, it was. Um, we recorded a whole hour. You'll only hear about twenty minutes of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might. We've been. You and I have been talking. Yeah. We might try to do. Um, put the whole hour. Yeah. On say what you mean, so you yes. guys can hear it in its entirety. Yeah. I uh,
0: think that'd be fun. Fun to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: some of some of it went off the rails, but he, a little bit, like but in a, a good way. Yeah. I felt yeah. like it was a great interview. He was.
0: I mean, you and I rarely have like guests on Say What You Mean, but that's about to change. Yeah. Um. But so sitting down and kind of doing this. Uh, a different format, mm-hmm. you know, with somebody, and, and he had done research and he had things and points that he wanted to make. And I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think he had really good observations. Mm-hmm. And he, I really, I'm, but the part I found the most interesting for me just because um, it was it's something that unless i think you're you're in the construction yeah. field yeah. You, pro- you don't really get that perspective right. often so having uh, having my dad talk about you know how much that white paint actually costs and um and like paint. putting in bollards mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff it, it i was like that's really interesting that's a
0: really good point well, yeah what i liked about it was he he didn't just come with like an opinion about things um, or, or how you know, just kind of about what he felt, mm-hmm. but he also had like, like you're saying, from that construction point of view, like he did bring the knowledge of costs and and construction, yeah. Um, which I thought was helpful, and he, he, I didn't, I did a little research, but he brought different points that I didn't really know, and I don't know. It was fun. It was a good, good. Yeah, time. I thought the
2: three of us really had a great great discussion right yeah for sure and i I was a little nervous at the beginning because i wasn't sure like you never until you get someone in front of a mic like we we've both experienced how nervous you we were yeah if you listen i mean those who have been with us since the beginning, mm-hmm. realize how f- how rough our first few episodes yes, were. How yeah, nervous yeah, yeah. we were. Um, so you never really know how exactly it's going to go across. Mm-hmm. But he was—you could tell. Like he was saying, "You know, I'm Gary Jokum. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Van- mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in Vancouver. Blah 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 blah." But then once he just got on the topic,
0: mm-hmm. he just started going. So while well, I was watching him. One thing I like to do with guests. Sorry, don't. don't um, maybe I shouldn't give this away <laughs> for to <laughs> guess. But I always like. And it's not just guests. It's just people in general his body language mm-hmm. I love watching body language and during that intro his arms crossed he was kind of like reserved and then like you said once he started warming up and feeling yeah. it his demeanor completely changed mm-hmm. um which is always interesting and when i see that i'm like okay now he's feeling
1: it now yeah. he's once we got
2: the first joke out of the way i think he was talking about uh how he called, like he called at four thirty, some employee of the city, mm-hmm. and then was saying, like, you know, she was nice to stay on the phone with him and explain and answer questions <laughs> for forty five minutes. And I think it was, it was either you or I were like, "What a saint!" Yeah, you. And then, said he, that. And then he laughed, <laughs> yeah. and then and then everything just kind of uh, fell into place. Really I appreciate
0: well. his um, his appreciation for ball busting because, as you know. I'm a little bit of a ball buster. A little uh, bit. <laughs> so I was busting his balls a little bit. Yeah. I told him I was going to edit the episode, so it sounded like he was for what he was arguing mm-hmm. against. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, do you want to see me angry? I was like, oh, shit, the Hulk's here. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. It was a good time. So yeah. I, I'm looking forward to to everyone else getting to hear... And, and
2: we'll we'll let you know, if you're interested in hearing that interview. Um, it's about bike lanes and, and removing street parking yeah. for residents on Link on Columbia Street in Vancouver, Washington. Mm-hmm. If you're in the local area and that's something that's in you're interested in. We also just talk about bike lanes in general and like yeah. the con like why bike lanes like at the macro level, why cities wanna you know try mm-hmm. to use mm-hmm. them for what you know different goals. Um if you're something you're interested in, we'll we'll let you know ahead of time yeah. when that's gonna be airing. Because we're not hundred percent sure yet. Yeah, there's
0: also a little bit of an analysis on like the relationship between community and, and city and mm-hmm. government and how that works. I yeah. thought I tried to bring that up because I thought that was a an emphasis that needed to be made. Um and we kind of talked and talked through that a little bit and what needed to be done on both ends and it's it's fun. It was a good interview. It I think was very I think good. people will yeah. enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um Also, we've been teasing this for weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> um But that's how we operate. But we finally have a date. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> we like with your goose call, it's like it's coming it's coming and then they never came and then yeah they did and it, then. It, it's amazing just
2: how <laughs> fast these weeks go it like is you and i will record and then it'll just be all of a sudden be like oh we don't have to worry about that for a while but then it's like the weekend comes around and then i'm texting you you're texting me and like okay what day works yeah, what already like, what, what time it. and it's just like it's it, the turnaround time on these week-long episodes yeah these every week episodes it's, it's a lot i love it though yeah it's, I love it's it. great
0: um we're having a guest yes we are are we announcing this guest
2: let's do it okay we have a date we and might we have evolve. a date
0: we are recording we have a date when we're recording but the episode will be re- will be released on march 7th it's coming up we are going to be joined by one of our favorite prof- 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 <laughs> she
2: taught us how to speak real good yeah
0: <laughs> our favorite professors um at wsuv donna sinclair she's amazing she's a great professor she's a, a public historian um she's an author she writes like it's going to be awesome
2: and and just and she's been in our corner since the first day we oh, took her class oh yeah dude i did
0: i ever tell no i don't think i ever told this but you know when i was switching from an english major to a history major i'm sure i've told you this but i don't know if i've told on the podcast um on the next semester when i was like okay i think next this semester i'm going to switch to history major and It was because I, I, I've said this before, but I I really like the historical aspect of the English, of English and reading and Mm -hmm. literature and kind of analyzing the times. So I was like, all right, I think I'm gonna do history. But, and I was taking one of her courses and uh, she was just so open and I talked to her after class and I was like, Hey, like my name's Jeff, blah, 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 kind of introduced myself. And I said, you know, this is where I'm at. I'm thinking about switching to history. And she had a conversation just kind of going through why and what I'm good at and what it would be, why it would be good for me. And. Honestly, I think that that conversation with her was ultimately what made me feel comfortable because I was, I switched over to history and it's a completely different way of research, Mm -hmm. but analyzation. And I just felt like I can't do this. There's no way. But she gave me the confidence and encouraged me like, you can do this, dude. It's just, just flipping a little bit. You have the tools from how you've analyzed English. Just think about it like A, B or C. Um, and that's been amazing. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. That's definitely what helped me yeah. figure out what I was gonna do because I was panicking. I was like, Oh God, <laughs> I'm going back. I'm going back. Yeah. Um and that's the semester that I met you. That was mm-hmm. the second semester. And you you know, meeting you guys and you guys already were into history. You knew what you were gonna that that's your path and and how to analyze it and do the do the work the way it's supposed to be done. Obviously not, to the level we're at now, but yeah. you, you got it, mm-hmm. and I was just like, these these guys are I'm I'm an idiot. Like, how was how am I going to do this? Um, so, but yes, overall, she's always been in all of our corners. Yeah, um, we've gone and uh, got to speak to her class about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gonna be fun having her on because she's super smart and she challenges us on our ideas and and our arguments sometimes. And I can't wait.
2: Oh, I I, <laughs> I, I love it. I can't I can't wait for her to come on. And uh, you know I've she's she say I I don't I don't need I'm not going to go into the details but I had a semester where things were going real south for me and mm-hmm. she I she was amazing yeah she helped me out so much I can't even right I can't even words can't explain how much in debt I am to her right for, for right. saving me on that so I'm it was, excited. she's I'm, amazing
0: yeah I'm excited to have her on because it'll also I think be an opportunity for us to learn because she's always teaching you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into conversation where we're going to get schooled, and I can't wait.
2: Oh, yeah. No, you're <laughs> going to see your host just get completely just... Uh, well, that's all right. That's all right. We, we need
0: to have more of that. And um, we're also working on another guest. I'm not going to announce who, teasing it, um, but it's a local guest who's involved in local history. Um, so we'll see if that pans out, but we're definitely working on bringing in more guests and and, and changing up a little bit. See what see what we can do and then shoot the shit.
2: Yeah. It's... <laughs> I, Good things are good things are looking up. Oh, oh! I should also announce um, stateside. Yes, oh. I, we were just we were just <laughs> talking about this. So,
0: um, I'm going to my uh, I am going on another podcast um, to just hang out with some friends. Um, it's kind of a music focused podcast hosted by two drummers who are both very involved in the music industry. And um, I used to play music in bands um, when I was younger, um, like eight years ago. Um, but also younger. So I'm going to go on there and, and talk about our sh- our show and mm-hmm. talk about music. I think it's going to be a great, great time just to hang out. But if you're interested in hearing me on another show, um, it's Stateside podcast with um, James and Alan Ashcraft. They're not married. They don't have the same last name. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> James McMillan and Alan Ashcraft. Alan Ashcraft was my, uh, he was my best man at my wedding. So, Oh wow. Yeah. I
2: don't think I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just assumed your brother was. Oh,
0: don't say that (laughs) no no uh so groomsmen were jesse andrew and alan okay um and those are three guys that are always be by my side but alan has a podcast i'm gonna go hang out i told you a little bit it's gonna be weird being a guest but it'll be fun it'll change it up a little bit and make me make me feel the feeling that others feel when they come and record with us um but check it out go listen um it's a great show it's a fun show um also listen to my other show knuckle draggers if you want to just hear me and another friend talk about nonsense if you're bored <laughs> <laughs> um update you were telling me on tuesday yes about your masters and i couldn't remember the details i was trying to tell jen um but you've well, applied
2: yeah well things are things are moving fairly quickly okay okay it's it's so up and there's so many like balls up in the air. Like I feel like I can't, there's no possible way I'm going to make this come together. Okay. But I'm definitely doing it my always hardest. always does, I'm dude. I'm definitely trying my hardest. I just, right now I feel like I'm back in school with a deadline that I can't, I have no <laughs> idea how in the hell I'm going to meet, but okay. I, I just, you just always end up meeting it. Uh-huh. You um, will. It's just one, you know, one late night. I'm one late night away from getting this done. Right. I'm um, just convincing myself to, to, uh, to do that late night of writing. Yeah. Do you have so, to write something? Yes, okay, yeah, so um, I am currently applying for a master a master's program in international relations through American University mm-hmm. which is in washington d c okay, it's an I don't have to move to washington D.C. no, I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm still gonna be here, yeah, it's an hybrid online um program, program yeah where you webcam into classes oh interesting that's in re- cool and reason why they set this up and mm-hmm. so i was i've been talking with dr lopez we've been emailing back and forth mm-hmm. we met we've 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 met in person um t- discussing this at length and mm-hmm. looking for th- things to look for um and so i i, I went in i talked to an admissions mm-hmm. officer on tuesday and, and a lot of the information that dr lopez gave me things to look out admissions for. to where uh, for American University. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they had
0: somewhere near local?
2: No, I, I just called them on the phone. Oh, okay. We, we set up an, okay. a, a phone appointment. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And um, so we're talking on the, so me and the missions officer for American University were, were discussing the program and it just seems like an incredibly good fit. And okay. the reason why they set up an online, they're a top, so they're an APSIA school. I think I discussed yeah, yeah. I've discussed. discussed that a yeah, little bit. Um, and they're top their master's program is ranked top 10 in the oh, world geez. so i have a uphill battle to get into this yeah. thing. but the reason why they set up this Stop on, this online well i i mean i i my my resume is not as impressive as, <laughs> okay wait wait, yeah. in, wait until um i'm not saying i'm not smart enough to get in there right i just don't have the resume okay. to differentiate me from a lot of other smart people. okay the uh
0: is it pretty competitive then?
2: I'm assuming. I'm yeah. assuming it's probably pretty competitive. Yeah. The uh, but they have a they have a pretty decently high acceptance rate, so I'm hoping that okay, I right. might be able to get in. Anyway, right. the uh, the reason why they set up the online program is because they wanted to attract working, basically working professionals. Yeah, yeah. People who are people who are you know, cr- uh, active duty military serving abroad. Mm. Um, people who are you know. Uh, they, th- they said they have a lot of current foreign service officers from the state department mm-hmm. in their pro in their online program. Oh wow. So he was saying at any given, any given one of these online like lectures, like where you webcam in and mm-hmm. you can see everybody, you're going to have somebody from a foreign, from a consul in Jordan or somebody stationed in right. South Korea. Like you're going to have people all over the Jeez. world taking these classes with you. And he said, it's a really good experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it has its advantages and disadvantages right, and, right. um, so it, it seems like an incredibly good program. They do all they can to network, to, to basically network for you. Um, they do a really good job <laughs> of promoting, counts, yeah. promoting their, promoting their students. So I'm really excited for it. Um, yeah, I just basically need to write my, s es- need to write my, uh, my essay, which is basically just a letter of intent, but they said yeah. they use that to gauge your writing skills.
1: Oh. Um, thankfully
2: they don't, because of my, my, uh, my undergraduate, uh, GPA, along with being a recent graduate, are mm-hmm. they don't require me to take the GRE, which is nice. That's so okay. like two hundred dollars and yeah. um, stress and stress <laughs> <laughs> because the GRE has got a ton of math and stuff. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not prepared for. That's
0: interesting. You don't have to take it. Mm-mm. It's for a masters. Yeah. Can you get your PhD with
2: this degree? I mean, you can then apply for a PhD program. Okay. American university okay. offers. Oh, uh, okay. PhD, PhDs, yeah. yeah, but. And dr lopez said you know he thinks he goes you're he believes that i'm destined for a phd and i was like jesus like i don't <laughs> want to do, have to do that anyway that's a long way down the right, road but right. i'm just trying to focus on his master's mm-hmm. program um but yeah that's where i'm kind of at that's awesome i'm meeting with dr peabody next week oh. um to discuss this she's um so we're trying to piece it together get right. as much information as much advice as i can that's and, awesome so she's gonna look over my essay for me mm-hmm. and help me with that. So nice to have I'm just saying WSU Vancouver <laughs> has phenomenal faculty. Yeah. Like um Dr. Lopez has asked me to be a research assistant for him to help really? me just to help me with my with my resume oh. and stuff like that. It's just yeah. like these people literally will go to bat for you. Yes. It's phenomenal faculty. Yeah. I could not have asked for a better experience.
0: Yeah, and these students who are there now, if any of you are there listening are there now, take advantage. If you ask for help, they will be there. Mm-hmm. If you need something, they will find a way to help you out. Yeah. Every time. It's always been like that. Well, I am going to apply for the Master's in Strategic Communication.
2: I was just about to ask you about that. Yeah.
0: I am going to do it. I think. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Jen and I were talking about it today at, over dinner, and it was just like, you know what? I wanted to wait until I had an, a 9 to 5 or a mm-hmm. job where... I wasn't stressed about sleep so much. Yeah. And, um, so I've still been applying yeah. and passively applying, doing some, I did, uh, one interview online. Um, but she had an excellent point by saying, you know, what if you don't find something for a year? And then now you, that could have been a year that you have a year deep into the master's program that you were just not doing it because you were waiting for the right job. the right situation. Right. Yeah. So I think that's a fair argument. um, I worked part-time while I worked, went to school full-time. Mm-hmm. I don't see why I couldn't do full-time work, part-time school. Yeah. Maybe two classes. And it's all online.
2: I think most master's programs are like two classes. Yeah. So
0: I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to... We'll go for it,
2: man. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Yeah. It's, uh, because especially just hearing you talk about the curriculum. Yeah. Like you fit that. <laughs> like I was like, I mean, just hearing how excited you are about yeah. it. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Yeah. But also, like, that is just the perfect, I just feel like that is just the perfect, like, Jeff program.
0: I I appreciate that because I'm always still insecure about it. Mm-hmm. But and when I read over, I have the classes here, Professional Media Content Creation. I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, crisis, like, this class seems like it'd be so interesting. Uh, crisis Communication in Global Context. I'm like.
2: That sounds dope as hell. Like, it sounds boring as hell to me. Are but, you serious? <laughs> no, it does. Sound, oh. It does sound interesting. See, that
0: seems like that might have like a historical element to you it. Know, for sure. I mean, yeah.
2: okay, I was just saying, it does sound. It does sound interesting. Right, it right. does sound interesting.
0: Well, all your shit, I want to shoot myself. I like just acting like I know what I'm talking about <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> I don't really want to know. Um, so yeah, I like that we're both moving forward. This will continue to move forward. I've already looked into possible. If you have to leave to DC, I'm finding a way to keep this going, um, even if it's remotely.
2: I don't. Th- the only time I would have to personally move to DC would be would be the last be the last, um, last we'll trimester. That. So uh, you do trimesters. Um, so you do two classes per trimester, mm. and you're done in two years. Okay. So
0: yeah. Well, we'll do it remotely. Yeah. Skype you in.
2: <laughs> if yeah if it gets to that uh, like i'm like i'm saying it's gonna get
0: to that i sure but then I when sure you move so. you know to like iran or whatever
2: or whatever consulate they, <laughs> yeah the, the state department we'll puts, still do puts it. me in i know i dude i him oh my gosh the state department is going to be so hard you're to on the road into. dude you're on I the road was ta- no i was talking you're
0: basically in it already
2: <laughs> i was talking to the guy uh the admissions officer mm-hmm. um mr smith and he said uh he's asked me like what do you want to do what's your career?" Mm-hmm. Like. Which are career goals. Cool. I said, well, I want to be a foreign service officer. And he's mm-hmm. like, ah, kind of so does everybody. And he said that? Yeah. He's like, everybody that comes in this program wants to be a FSO. And he's like, just, just keep in mind mm-hmm. that there is a lot of other opportunities within this field of study for you. Yeah. And he gave me this anecdote of this guy that was a bartender in New Orleans who mm-hmm. um, realized I, I want to go do what I love. And he ended up working for... Uh, the FBI as a sex as a sex crime um, something to do with sex crimes, and now he's stationed in Southeast Asia. Oh wow! Uh, so I mean, it's. I mean,
0: I'm sure there are plenty of opportunities. Plenty of opportunities that yeah. aren't
2: necessarily the foreign service because it's not like even if I'm starting to rea- starting to realize that even if I do everything right, I go to the right school, I get the right degrees, mm-hmm. it's still a fifty fifty proposition at best to get in the foreign service. Right. So,
0: but you know, it's just crazy how things change. You never know. Mm -hmm. Even with the right person retires at the right time, it can happen. Or you get in there and you're just like, Foreign Service officer sounds terrible. You never know. Yeah. You might find something like, actually, this is 100% jake Chokum's mm-hmm. job i want i want that one
2: yeah you might find something sure yeah that's awesome but your so your program is through wsu yes so you're going to continue being yes. a kook Coug. go
1: kooks
2: <laughs> uh,
0: yeah it's it's online only it's all online global campus wsu um I was told Jen, are you gonna go and watch me walk again? And she's like, If you do, I'll go. And I'm like, I just wanna wear one of those badass hoods they get. <laughs>
2: yeah, they, they were do wear badass hoods. Yeah. So yeah, it's and plus, State. grad grad students get to walk before undergrad, so you don't have to oh, sit there through the whole time whole thing call. again.
0: I forgot about that. I'll get up and walk and get out of there. Yep. Um so yeah, Pizza i traffic. mean it's uh thirty credits.
2: Not too bad. That's average, I yeah. think, for all um masters programs. It's ten classes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, let's do it. A lot of reading. Let's get them done.
2: Let's do it, man. Let's <laughs> we'll okay. just bust ho- it ho- out. Hopefully, by, by hopefully within the next couple, within two years, yeah. we're still we're we're going to be still doing this, right? And instead of listening to two undergrads talk yeah. about it, we're going to be here listening to two masters graduate, yeah. and graduate students. Hell yeah!
0: And then then we'll really know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, Not that we don't know. Yeah. No. 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 We absolutely know what we're talking about. Speaking of knowing what we're talking about, you are hyped for today
2: yeah i I mean (laughs) i got uh, a text i normally don't get there's just a lot i've (laughs) I've kind of tamed i've kind of toned down a little bit okay but there's just a lot a lot going on okay have you read any of the have you read any of the headlines today
0: um yeah
2: so you know possibly we're gonna have a state of emergency Yeah. Next, tomorrow. Yeah. tomorrow.
0: Is it tomorrow they're going to announce it?
2: Yeah, because the House House is in debate right now on the bill that the Senate passed to fund border security up to like one point something billion. Okay. But then, so President Trump announced via tweet, the bully pulpit, that he's going to um, declare a state of emergency as well as sign the bill that the Senate passed. And Senator Mitch, no, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Yeah has said that he supports the president using the state of the state of emergency. Right. That's so. dope.
0: So this is the attitude I've seen online from liberals left to the Democrats.
2: Go ahead. Do it. Liberals left to the Democrats? Yeah,
0: whatever you want to define them as.
2: Okay, what do you mean by
0: that? The left, liberals yep. or Democrats. Mm-hmm. This is their argument that I've seen continuously. Okay. Is uh go ahead. Do it, because that is going to send a dangerous president. Again, they're saying, "Okay, do it," and then we're going to we'll do a state of emergency for climate change, and we'll do a state of emergency for gun rights, and they start just listing all these things, and I was just like,
2: "Oh God!" Yeah, I've <laughs> also seen Republicans make that same slippery slope of. argument. Like Marco Rubio um, wrote. He's saying i have he is I have my doubts that I'm going to find he's like, I can't support the use of a he's like, although I believe that there is a crisis on the southern border, which I mean there's not
1: yeah, just keep
2: he's just saying what he needs to say so Senator <laughs> mark so Senator Rubio said, even though there is a crisis uh-huh. on the southern border, I don't believe in using unconstitutional means to address it, yeah, and said that he's going to wait to see what kind of arguments the administration puts out for its justification to use yeah before he makes a full comment mm-hmm. but he says he is skeptical that it will suffice that the administration's justification for it will 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 meet the standard of constitutionality
0: oh okay
2: so and then Mitt hmm. Romney said eventually essentially it's the same thing
0: congress can block it
2: it, it's hard. It, it's mm-hmm. it's unclear. Yeah, this is like the first time I think would, the word constitutional crisis has been thrown out a lot with this president by different media outlets, different Mm -hmm. articles, different authors from different articles have have tried to say that, you know, try to use the word constitutional crisis. And there's even the word constitutional crisis is up for debate. Like, what technically is a constitutional Mm -hmm. crisis? Well, for me, like, the best definition of that is something that the Constitution just doesn't address. So something comes up that the Constitution doesn't have an answer for. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? So what? What is practice here? Mm-hmm. Like what? What is okay? What's not okay? And that's kind of a constitutional crisis. And, and essentially, if a state emergency gets called for this,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's kind of a constitution. In my opinion, this constitutes right. a constitutional crisis. Okay,
0: huh? Well, what are your thoughts on on all of this?
2: I think that this could potentially be the. I mean, this. I don't want to sound apocalyptic. <laughs> Or hyperbole, hyperboli, hyperbolic. Yeah, I think that this could be the the f- the future of our nation. We're talking about almost an irreversible slip into authoritarianism mm-hmm. with th- with with this act.
0: Right. Well, and you you have talked about multiple times him removing people from his administration, putting in lackeys who are going to do what he wants, and it's a way to get around the system mm-hmm. without the confirmation by.
2: The Senate. The Senate. Yeah.
0: And this is just one means and one tool for him to manipulate the system and play within the system to get what he wants. And it's dangerous.
2: It is super, it is super, it is super dangerous. And as a businessman, as a, as a guy who doesn't understand the, the processes and the rules of our government. Mm-hmm. He hates the fact that he's shackled. And he can't just unilaterally do right. things like he could in his businesses. Yes, he. This is frustrating to him mm-hmm. because he has such a narrow mindset of government. Yep. He thinks because I'm the president, therefore I can do whatever I want. I'm I the can. King. Ex- I can expand my powers <laughs> in whatever any way I want to. And mm-hmm. anybody who's in a, who's a roadblock to me is an enemy to me. Right. And I just and the the fact that there there are people that are supporting this.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just. See, he's doing what he said. He's doing he's doing what he said by all means. He's going to build that wall just like we all wanted.
2: Yeah. And it, the, it'd be one thing if it was like a legit. So anyway, back to my point Sorry. about No, no, you're good. I'm I'm trying to stay trying to stay on Okay. trying to stay on topic, but I mean, obviously we can get down any rabbit holes we want, but the 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 problem I'm having with 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 this is that because the, the Constitution is so undefined on what emergency powers are, mm-hmm. I mean, technically in 1972, there was a, there was a law that was passed that yeah. every six months, the, the Congress Congress has to, um, state of emergencies can't last for more than a year. Right. And if they do last for more than a year, Congress has to reconvene, the, the president has to announce decisions to extend them. And then every six months, Congress convenes to um, decide whether it wants to continue to fund it. Yeah. The the problem another another issue is is that the Justice Department has said that if Trump signs a, a state of emergency, they're going to instantly block it. Just mm-hmm. put a block on it, mm-hmm. and then so it's not going to go anywhere anyway. And I almost wonder if this is a ploy to him. Right? Mm-hmm. He just has to show that he did everything that he could.
0: Oh, interesting. He doesn't.
2: It's almost like he doesn't want. I feel like he doesn't give a shit whether the the border is whether the wall is passed it's or not.
0: It's all a game to get to keep his job
2: one Mm -hmm. to be reelected that's it yeah those are the in in that in itself is so detrimental to our system yeah because the the founders so many times wrote about um ambition trying to create system where the ambitious are kept out of the political game Mm -hmm. people who are solely fixated on power for the sake of power right and that's who we—that's <laughs> who we have in the yeah. office,
0: I believe. I, uh, I 100% agree. And these people think that, like we're, you were kind of saying, is that he doesn't give a fuck about border security. He doesn't give a shit about international relationships or, or relations. He doesn't give a shit about uh, the the. Um, I mean, I'm sure in some sense he does the economy, but I'm thinking the middle class. He doesn't Mm -hmm. give a fuck about the middle class. He doesn't give a fuck about the lower class. He doesn't care. He's going to do and say what he needs to to keep that position of power. On his campaign trail, like now that he's starting to rev up and do rallies and shit, Mm -hmm. his target is socialism. He's going to flip every Democrat that's trying to run as a socialist. He's going to label them as a socialist, and that's what he's going to run on. It's just saying, I am the enemy of socialism. Mm -hmm. Not because he gives a fuck about socialism, but because he knows that that, those are now trigger words for people, well, I mean, I don't agree with socialism. I'm going to vote for this guy. You know what I mean? That's all it is. That's Mm -hmm. all it is. And it's so, so dumb. That these people just think that he has their best interest. He does not care about you. He does not care about you. No. It's weird, dude. It's weird. And and how can you not see that he's just saying these nice words that you like to hear so that you feel good about yourself? Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> that's the president of the United States, dude.
2: Yeah. I, I... I'll i see him on TV and I'm like, that's the president. So, uh, uh, because states of emergency yeah. are so up in the air, yes, that, and uh, I want to get into, I, w- I want to try to explain because so many people talk about, well, you know, he's eroding. We're we constantly talk about his eroding of democratic norms and in yes. our institutions, which are paramount to the continuation of our democracy. Yes. The two, the two democratic, one of the most imp- well, I'm not, not necessarily two. We'll just talk about one, okay? Because we don't get too convoluted, okay? The one of the most important democratic norms, in order for the continuation of of any democracy, mm-hmm. is what's called institutional forbearance. And what institutional forbearance means is that even though something technically might be legal by letter of the law, it violates the spirit of the law. And most, poli- most politicians stay away from overstepping institution not not adhering to institutional forbearance that means not passing something or not exerting a power in for a short-run win Mm -hmm. because of how destabilizing it can be in the long run right and i feel like both parties currently Mm -hmm. are overstepping institutional forbearance consistently okay and i think that you even though technically the Using a a state of emergency to fund to build a border on the southern on the southern on the on build a wall on the on our southern border yeah might technically be legal
1: Mm -hmm.
2: on the like on the just the strictest definition of the emergency powers of the presidency what does that do for institutional forbearance
0: yeah what does that do to democracy
2: yeah yeah is is it worth it (laughs) like saying like I want to like say to somebody who like or Mitch McConnell it's like do you not do you not understand that like you're talking about opening up a huge can of worms yeah. of unintended consequences that we may not have to reap the benefits you you may not ever see the consequences of this action you'll be dead <laughs> but what are you setting up the rest of the country for right yeah oh yeah
0: you know i i can't help but think historically about the ebbs and flows of states and and the highs and lows and the falls and the rebellions and the reinstitutes of states glo- just globally mm-hmm. history yeah. 200 years in maybe we're on the path to to that demise but the only uh, it's just scary because you know militarily and 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 You know, just as far as military might, we're the most powerful nation in the world. What does that mean when their government collapses? What if that's in the future? We've seen it historically over and over. What's going to happen? We've seen civil wars all the time. I'm not saying that those things are going to happen, but I'm just saying as historian, as somebody who studied history, it's hard for me not to see kind of where this path could lead. Yeah. And think about where others have been. Yeah yeah. Histori- you
2: know, yeah. No, you I, know I, what I mean? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I, I mean 100%. Um, and it... it because you say you
0: don't want to be hyperbolic, but, I mean, it's like, you know, if nobody says, hold the fucking phone, like, wait, this could be dangerous. Don't do this. Or let's keep democratic norms because we want democracy. It's worked. Let's continue with that and now we see maybe a possible slippery slope to um author- authoritarianism. Mm-hmm.
2: It, I don't know. I mean this is what authoritarians have done. Look at yes, look at the fall of democracy throughout south and cent- so central and south america. Mm-hmm. So many rising dictators um uh, F- Fujiyama and Peru, um Peron in Argentina mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have all c- all were democratically elected uh, uh, people. Mm-hmm. They're all democratically elected leaders. But manufactured crises, mm-hmm. they met sti- stiff resistance oh, from opposition. That's a great point. Met stiff operation, opposition from opposing parties mm-hmm. within con- within their respective Congresses. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time that they were able to, there was a crisis that they were able to drum up and then use mm-hmm. to wipe out checks and balances. Yes. And within less than a decade completely destroyed any sort of democ- any sort of semblance of democracy within yes. their respective countries. Yeah, and Those countries still have not They're recovered disaster. From that. They're They're disaster. 30 40 years removed yeah. from that. Argentina was Argentina formed its democracy in the mid 1850s mostly taking Basically copy, basically copywriting yes. the U.S. Constitution. Yes, two thirds of the of argent of Argentina's original constitution was directly copied and essentially copied and pasted right. from the U.S. Constitution, mm-hmm. and it fell within ten. It fell fell within less ten le, in less than ten years because of like because of Perón. Yeah, I mean, look at Hugo Chavez in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. The same thing too is able to use because of overstepping by opposition using oh gridlock and then somebody who is the election of somebody who is willing to take those little steps, those little steps, overstepping his constitutional Mm -hmm. forbearance, people who are willing to push the issue because they are, they have aspirations. They're very, you know, they're, they're, they're power driven, right? All it takes is one of those people. It's not hard. That ability to, also that
0: ability to appeal to the masses, that populist Mm -hmm. personality Saying those trigger words that get people riled up. Saying, you know what I mean. This yeah. idea that he's for the people. You're sacrificing, having me in power because it's better for you in the end.
2: Mm-hmm. That happens all the time. Yeah. Oh, it's happened. It hap- it hap- it's happened throughout. It happened consistently throughout Europe prior to World War II. Right. And it was rampant in the throughout the 20th century in in Central and South America. Mm-hmm. And you th- if, do not think the United States is insulate can be insulated. from? Yeah. That. Yeah. It, it can fall prey to the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, and I was just reading an article in the Atlantic about presidential executive powers. Mm-hmm. And because I think had that up because there's not a lot of that one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a good art very yeah. good article. I was it's long. To read it. yeah. Super long. I didn't but get very far, but I was reading I it. I fell asleep um, reading. What it. the president
0: could do if he declares a state of emergency yeah. by the in- and on the end
2: of And you finally you quickly find out how many powers yeah. he's actually granted by using that. Yeah. So you might think it might just be to create a border. It, no. It can be used for so, so much more.
0: Yeah. But that's it's that I mean it's that 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 trick of look over here this is the issue and he takes that step to get the state of emergency and now what happens you know uh, uh, state of emergency for a terrorist attack on September 11th okay that makes sense we might need to do that but for this manufactured crisis on the border of if there were if it was really an immigration crisis if there were really millions of people coming across, that would be a crisis and you would know about it. You would It would be on the news every single day showing people just flooding the border, mm-hmm. fighting to get in. To me, that seems like a crisis. Yeah. A
2: war to get in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This, <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> there's no, there's no statistic, there's no qu- quantified statistic mm-hmm. On anything that shows that this is a crisis, right? Yeah. Twenty-one of the twenty-three counties on the border mm-hmm. have below have below-average crime rates. Mm-hmm. Border crossings were at an in twenty seventeen were at a thirty-year low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't even understand. Even conservative think tanks who are very, who are typically very. Um, critical of immigration mm-hmm. for a n- number of issues. Yeah, even 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 the 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 PhDs at like at Cato mm-hmm. said that they believe that the wall is the least effective way to curb immigration, right. legal or otherwise.
0: So, I'm just thinking about this. If you try to flip, kind of your thinking, and try to if you were to how or why would you think the reasoning is for supporting this? Because you're told to?
2: What's your guy? It's your guy? Yeah, I mean I th- I think a lot of the the border wall has been something that that Republican party the base of the Republican party voters, mm-hmm. the ones that have consistently have, have been incrementally becoming more and more radical since about well since really about 1995, with Newt Gingrich mm-hmm. and the the contract with America, and the wave of this new con- like neoconservatism. Okay. Um. I think it. I think it has a lot to do with. One is I think it's cultural. Okay. People thinking okay. that culture is static. Right. Someone said this the other day. Mm-hmm. To both you and I, want to keep America, America. Right. What, what does that mean? Yeah that's that's saying that somehow america culture American mm-hmm. culture is static how, you know, how
0: good am I at that, in, in that conversation just going, oh okay, all right uh- uh-huh. oh okay. i really which i
2: really appreciate <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna i know how to 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 handle and I work with people that are that talk about and say those same things, worse things, like the guy told me the other day, i'm cool with uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, if we're going to have immigrants come, I guess, you know, Mexicans, they work hard. They can come. I don't really care. But I I don't want any fucking Syrians in this country. And I'm just like, oh, okay. All right. You know, there's no point in even challenging some of these ideas because to be so vicious in in that thought, Mm -hmm. it's just like, all right, bro, own that. But, yeah, totally. Yeah. Cultural. I think you have a good point as far as, like, And anybody
2: who's... Who studies culture as a phenomenon, mm-hmm. anthropologists especially, mm-hmm. but sociologists, mm-hmm. no one would say that culture is static, that it's not constantly changing. Dude, it's been the same <laughs> since <17, laughs> you know,
0: and the 1700s. Well,
2: <laughs> it's just, I mean, that's just ridiculous. That's just re- I mean, I'm what are sorry, you trying to do? Ridiculous. Are you trying to keep America to that point again?
0: Dude, do you know how often uh, Reagan said, make America great again? I don't know. There's a ton of footage of him saying that. Really, just the the, the complete adaptation of of these. You know, when he did the um, he did a speech the other uh, a month ago or something like that, and I was like, "What did you think about that?" We talked about this on the podcast, and you said it reminded me. It kind of seemed like he was trying to do uh, what's his name's um, uh, Carter's speech. Oh, he was yeah. trying to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, kind of almost steal the 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 mood or the feel from that mm-hmm. speech. It's just you know, and then I see all these. Uh, that roger moore film i was telling you or roger stone film i was telling you to watch like there's all this footage of reagan like saying make america great again and just like just that complete adaptation of everything that just those trigger words just to get that hype and just to i'm sorry to go off on this tangent but that's that's i mean i'm just seeing him use these tools Mm -hmm. this constant and roger stone dude what a what an interesting person <laughs> you should watch it dude cuz he's involved in that whole entire documentary he owns everything he does he owns the the sneaky manipulation of the rules to win and you and he's dude as him getting arrested and and watching this documentary and being trump's guy you see just by hearing stone talk a complete Connection and lineation from him to Trump and exactly what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Everything Roger has done from his political career in the 60s and 70s to today, the shady shit he got in trouble for, the shady shit he's been questioned about, he's always pushing the envelope on bordering illegal or illegal being involved in, in some form with Watergate you just constantly see him popping up through all of these political things throughout history, and in these interviews, he's like, "I will fucking do what I need to do to win." Yeah, and like, that is a hundred percent where we are today.
2: Yeah, definitely. And and to add add to that, because I know you've you've mentioned that a lot, and it mm-hmm. does, it sounds like a, something I need to watch. Yeah. I just really have not just had the do time. It. Um, is it's on
0: Netflix? If you, any of you want to watch it, check it out. It's really interesting.
2: That's that's somebody get me Roger Stone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've seen it and it's been up for a while. Yeah, I just haven't watched yeah. it. Yeah, got to do it. Um, I think we also got here because of one of the key indicators of erosion of democracy mm-hmm. occurs when you have opposition opposing sides mm-hmm. using. Rhetoric and especially you know painting the, their opposition as unfit in unfit to have to hold power, mm-hmm. whether that's in any way through that through that be, by painting them as criminals, mm-hmm. by painting them as you know sub you know they're the ones subverting, so we have to use these extra these extraordinary powers to keep these people from right. power because they're going to they're going to be the ones that destroy power. So in they're in the rhetoric of trying to protect. Yes. Democracy. Yes. Destroy democracy in its own way. Yes. And I think we're seeing that a lot. I think with the whole locker up thing mm-hmm. with Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. saying she doesn't have the right to hold power, not because I disagree with her, mm-hmm. but because she's a criminal. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that became so widespread.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the same thing with um uh the birther movement. -hmm. He's not, he should not be president because he's not American. Yeah. He can't run this, he can't do this job because he's not one of us. Yeah.
2: And on the flip side, certain Democrats making, uh, making, making insinuations (laughs) that Trump couldn't hold office because he's not mentally stable enough Mm -hmm, or he doesn't, mm -hmm. he, there's something like mentally wrong with him. Mm -hmm. So we might have to use, I forget which amendment which amendment is. It's in the twenties that mm-hmm. that say you know they can re- the cabinet can remove a president right if he's um, deemed mentally in- incapable of mm-hmm. holding office. I mean, talk talk just talking about that, saying he doesn't hold part of the key to democracy is to to say like okay, I our party lost this round, mm-hmm. we lost it to our opposition, even though we might disagree with them on how to run a government, mm-hmm. they have a legitimate right to power, right. And I don't think either side at this point no. see, she views its opposition as having a legitimate right to power. No. I, I fundamentally disagree with uh, Alexandria Costa cortez mm. but I would never say she doesn't have the the right to right. power. Right. It's the same thing with Trump. Trump has the legal right to he power. Does. He does. It's when he and manipulates that's why I'm so it mad to get, ab- get more. <laughs> exactly. And that's why yes. I'm so... His position is was legally gained, yeah. as far as we know. Right. We'll find out later. Yeah, we will. But at this point, we still have to operate <laughs> yes. on the fact that he's legally there. Mm-hmm. I,
0: and and maybe it's just different for, me, for you and I, but I think a lot of the times the argument is like, we just don't want him. We just are focused on him. We don't like him because of who he is and because he's not our guy. Don't be pissed because Hillary lost. I don't give a fuck. I don't. What I don't like or don't appreciate is this continuous breaking of norms and vilifying the opposition and furthering this gap of tribalism and stoking this flame of hate and anger that's what i'm not okay with mm-hmm. and nobody seemed and, and it's just like oh you're just an angry liberal or you're just you're just part of the left and you're just hating because it's him no it's all these other things and i what i don't understand is how people can't see that now again We could get into all the other things that that we see the left doing and the Democrats doing and and impeach that motherfucker. And just rhetoric like that, I think it's all just the shift towards – I'm not saying it's his fault. But I'm saying that as the president, you are the executive office. You're the leader of the country, and that's the example you're setting. And now you've set that precedence, and now everyone below you – Democrat, Republican are trying to play these dirty games. Thankfully, I do see some stories about these um, kind of these uh, long term senators and and House of Representatives, uh, these representatives kind of they're still trying to hang on to those norms and just that 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 ability to have a civil conversation and debate. There are some of those in our government who do want to operate within that system, but it's those those who are like, fuck it. The game's changed. Let's go. It's scary, dude. And I don't understand how people can argue and fight for that. Maybe it's, I, and, and that gets into the, the the idea of like, of really wanting or trying to think the way that these people are thinking. And I asked you, you know, what, what could be a reasoning, um, or, or the attitudes for this extremism as far as like building a wall specifically, um, because this is a party and obviously you're not the same person you were six years ago. Um, (laughs) But I think that you you would have insight in on, on like how how this how these people think. He used to wear anti-abortion shirts, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just I I and I, and maybe that's where we kind of operate within this middle ground is because we do try to we do judge the fuck out of him and we were real harsh on him, but we also I think a lot of times try to find out where the opposition is coming from. You know why are you thinking this way, and I think that that is a problem you know instead of saying this is why you think that way, they're not saying they're they're saying both sides you don't want this because of this they're telling you instead of asking you mm-hmm. where you and I kind of operate, it's like, okay, why is this happening? Why is there this massive desire to 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 build a wall? Why is there this massive opposition to president trump you know what i mean looking into it investigating it and researching it instead of just pointing to the other one and saying you don't want it because it's not your team
2: and, and yes that is one of that was a things. lot sorry <laughs> no it was good though it was really good thank you um yeah i'm trying to figure out what i want to where i want to <laughs> go from here
0: um i mean just uh, real quickly just think about like i uh, just try to put yourself in their shoes as far as 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 and on either side, even the left, like I know I know what the left is doing. I know that they see, you know, I feel like a lot of, of the left or the liberals or whatever you wanted to turn them as. Um, I feel like so much of where they're coming from is from social stance. Um, and this argument against socialism from President Trump is is a direct challenge to people who want to see others have health care. Now, that doesn't mean we have to have a universal healthcare system. But what I'm saying is that 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 narrative of like, let's let's help our fellow Americans out, Mm -hmm. which is the basis of what these people are saying. I don't I know there are people who advocate for socialism, obviously. But I think generally it's just finding (laughs) that middle ground of like if if they were to change the language, if they were to to come out a different way. If you if Trump says you are a socialist and you want just the socialist systems, if you come back and argue, no. What I want is to take care of my fellow Americans, to make sure Americans aren't dying every day in their home because of health care costs.
2: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not even. Listen to episode 11 if you want the difference between <laughs> socialism and democratic <coughs> like, socialism. Uh, well, no, between social democracy yes. and socialism. Yes, because what even Ao even Representative uh, ocasio Cortez yeah. is arguing for is is not really even socialist, right? But I can't even tell you how many people have come up to me recently and been like, do you think socialism is going to take over America? (laughs) I'm like, dude, no, no, no,
0: no. no. And if and so that's what the the thing about that side of that of this game, because it is a fucking game now is they need to change their language. You cannot identify as democratic socialist because he's going to attack the fuck out of you and you're going to lose. If you're using that language, if you're using if you're not saying what you mean and if you're not defining what you are. By the true definitions, mm-hmm. you're gonna lose.
2: Yeah, because he's gonna attack that. He because he if he's nothing else, he was a he's a master marketeer.
0: Oh yeah, just these quick little jokey names and just the way he it, even Bernie even like even after after Bernie was out and Trump was ahead, mm-hmm. he kept saying I would have loved to go against Bernie and not because and I I don't know the things he says about Bernie after Bernie was kind of booted from that presidential campaign. It almost seems like, I don't know, man, It he, the way he talks about Bernie, it seems like he, he's like, he sees more, not that he sees more, but a lot of like, he, I think just on a fundamental level, he just did not like Hillary and did not want her to win. But you, you hear all the time about how Bernie supporters voted for Trump because he, you know, he's anti-establishment or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of against yeah. the, on the outside, on the perimeters or whatever, um, but if Bernie were to run today, if he does choose to run, and he's labeled as a Democratic socialist, that's now his opponent. Regardless of if there's any level of respect, he's going to attack him as a socialist.
2: So it's populism v. populism. Yes. Yeah. You're take you're you're switching. That's a good point. Nationalist cultural populism mm-hmm. on the right, right? With economic populism on the left.
0: Ooh, fire, bro! So yeah. I, it it it. <laughs> Don't make me choose between that. God <laughs> forbid. Yeah, I mean, there's a hundred people putting in their hats on the Democratic side, so you got plenty to choose from.
2: You might <laughs> as well just. Some of these proposals I'm hearing coming from Democrats, it's just like you might as well. And then, so, Demo- ocasio Cortez puts out her Green New Deal, right? Mm-hmm. And and then she has to walk a bunch of it back because mm-hmm. it was it was it. It was underexplained and had absolutely no details, not no, I mean, that's, it had very little details an right. explanation of how you're going to accomplish most of what was in that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, and then instead of owning the fact that you unveiled, you quickly unveiled yeah. something that you clearly weren't prepared to right. unveil. Right, right and going back to the going back and working your ass off mm-hmm. to come up with something to come up with. Okay. Explain how it's actually going to work. Mm-hmm. We can talk about the merits of the green new deal, all that kind of stuff. We can right. talk about it on a theoretical level, but we can't talk about it until you actually have gone and done your homework. Right. But instead of blaming herself or mm-hmm. blaming her team, mm-hmm. what'd she do? She blames the media. Oh yeah. But go put it. Go put on your MAGA hat.
0: Exactly. That's exactly. It's the same game. It's like what are, what tools work for this guy? Okay, we're gonna adapt those. Don't back down one bit. Own everything you did. What you're doing is right, regardless of what anybody says. And if they're if they're saying the difference, if they're if they're if they're the enemy, if they're not saying the right things, mm-hmm. just like you said, blaming the media might as well put on a MAGA hat. Yeah, it's tight.
2: It gets into that <laughs> article that you, me, and Megan discussed about. Mm-hmm. You know, can. The can, a, the can the only way to beat populism on the right is be like a populism that's like not. Mm-hmm. I forget how that went. Mm-hmm. It was it was really academic, but it was yeah. well worded, <laughs> and um, it, it's just kind of like the, the, the saying is the only way you can beat populism is with populism, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't think that that's true. I don't think it has to be true. I don't think it has to be true, Jake.
0: But I think that. I'm a little scared at maybe how it might be true.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, you it just seems that's the wave. That's Right. I think Pelosi and Schiff mm-hmm. and Biden mm-hmm. are doing the most at the Biden's not obviously not in the hill anymore. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to run for president. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to do all they can to mm-hmm. try to hold the hold this tide back. Yeah. But Man, with yeah, Yeah. with the way that ocasio Cortez is already on the periphery, Mm -hmm. subverting and going around the party leadership, right? Getting her base set Mm -hmm. without the establishment's help, she's Mm -hmm. going it alone, using manipulating media, Like doing everything she can, the same way Trump did. Yes. I mean saying Marco, those Mar- trigger
0: words to get people fired up.
2: Marco Rubio, the establishment darling, went mm-hmm. into the R- Republican National Committee 2 months after he dropped out of the 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 primary mm-hmm. race, went into the RNC with five times more establishment endorsements, mm-hmm. some like, you know, party endorsements mm-hmm. than Trump did, the nominee. Yeah. Because Trump was able to go around that and what what the invisible primary, which is right. the establishment, which holds these parties together, mm-hmm. Trump opened the door and drew the blue blueprint mm-hmm. on how extremist populists mm-hmm. can gain power. Right, and it's being and it's now it's it's being emulated. Yeah, and, and and I think you're, I think you're right. I just don't want to admit it. I just I want I just hope that. It's, it's just not true. I think you can just... You, you know how you can feel momentum shift in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a basketball game? Yes. You know, a couple missed shots and then yeah. a couple threes on the other end, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, we're in a hole.
0: That fucking Blazer game last night? I, I feel,
2: I feel <laughs> like I feel like you know when you know mm-hmm. when momentum has gone a certain way. Right. And all you can do is just get out of its way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree.
2: I feel... I, I just deep down, I feel that with the Democratic Party
0: as far as the shift towards the populism economic populism yeah that's what i'd like to know is like are we are we a minority now trying just operating within the middle dipping our toes a little bit on each side but operating definitely in the middle are we the minority or because we keep
2: being told by pollsters yeah that the majority of Americans sit within one standard deviation of the mean. We're all pretty much centrists. Right. It's just like the 5% or the 10% right. on each poll on each polls. These are the the squeaky wheels. so it seems like they're they're the they're the majority. I but just, are are most yeah. centrists in public sent are they just centrists in public mm-hmm. and then behind closed doors they have they they harbor these extremist views?
0: Oh, I can't help but and, think. And and
2: that's how they end up voting?
0: Yeah. I can't help but think our most recent episode of The Republic um, <laughs> on public opinion. Yeah. and how that is the gatekeeping towards some of these extreme ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're pushing these extreme ideas, these moderates or the people in the middle uh, maybe being told one thing by, you know, no nobody trusts the media today. So, but still being influenced by the media or Mm -hmm. still being this 5%, whether it's maybe, maybe the media, some of these media outlets are the 5%. Maybe the social, social media world is the 5%. You know, on Twitter, it's the scum of the earth when it comes to like politics, Mm -hmm. it's just the nastiest place. But if you operate within that world, like I do just for mostly sports, I like to get on there and, and, and see what's going on in the sports world, get highlights, interact with players, but also, you know, I'm a Big Brother fan and Celebrity Big Brother just yeah. ended, <laughs> but getting on there and seeing what people are talking about that. But if you're operating in some way in that world, this extreme views of, of politics is going to pop up and maybe influence somebody some way. I just was thinking about the way that the media play, the role the media plays in, mm-hmm. but also the role social media plays in and... Um, You know, it's much easier, and we saw this in the last election, it's much easier to to be nastier to someone online, and you and I have talked so many times about how people use anecdotal stories or situations to support their decisions, so I'm I'm 100% for the border because my cousin's best friend's uncle lives in a city in Texas on the border, and their house got shut up by drug dealers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that anecdotal story, and then you get into it with somebody on Facebook, maybe your aunt or your uncle or your second cousin, who they they don't 100% agree with what you agree with, and you're like, you know, they comment like, Trump something false, maybe saying say something completely not true about either the right or left, whatever you disagree with. And then you comment, and you're just like, that's not true. This is not true. Now, you're immediately... You know what I mean? People mm-hmm. don't like being told that, yeah. <laughs> and then they're immediately like defensive, and then you get into this huge argument. And I always, I always think about these situations, um, these these scenarios, these anecdotes that people live through that change the way that they view something. I'm thinking about Gutfeld's book and, and the examples mm-hmm. he used throughout that book, where that these certain experiences in his life completely turned him either for or against something. And I think that that's how people operate. And when you get into a Twitter war or you get into a comment section war with somebody who's using the same tactics and venom that we've we see in politics today or the shift that we're seeing, mm-hmm. that pushes people to either one side or the other. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, 100%. I think that that when you, when you get into or 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 if you're shamed for not using the right term on something that immediately puts people in a place where they no longer are interested in learning more or interested in advocating for, for, for change because you've, you've, you've now been vilified for something. Maybe you were just, you were just didn't know. Mm -hmm. And when you do that to people that pushes them to the extreme. And when you see, I think you just see the way that those two candidates went at each other last in 2016 I think it just forced people to identify with either one or the other and then dig their heels in to to have their team win. And I think that that's where that is coming from. People identifying, people either having experiences um, – when I talk about this stuff with people at work, you know, it's like, oh, well, my uncle, he has a company and he had this illegal Mexican working for him and his name was Jose. But it was real weird because his fellow coworker his name was Jose, too. And they had the same Social Security number. How does that happen? They're stealing our benefits from America. And it's like, OK, even if that's true, what are the statistics on how much they're they're actually getting? Mm hmm. What is the statistics on, on on how often that happens? But because you know of one case, you want to build a wall. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know, and I I know I fall into it too. I know, you know, I know um, illegal immigrants. I'm a son of an illegal illegal immigrant, so naturally I'm a little biased to the the venom that is spit and shit on towards illegal immigrants, but. I don't know. I'm ranting now. <laughs> Sorry, I, well,
2: you're <laughs> fine, man. It's, it just, you have these people have a goal, mm-hmm. right? They, their stated goal is they don't want illegal immigration, right? They want, they keep America, America, because mm-hmm. they view that most of those they they bought in that most that those caravans coming are filled with criminals, right? They're gonna flood our streets, and we're gonna bring all of this drug and sex trafficking mm-hmm. throughout the United States if we don't close it, right? okay that's that's your that's your stated goal right you want to see that accomplished but even even people who agree with you mostly yeah the experts on that side of this debate mm-hmm. are saying that the wall is right. the least effective way to accomplish right.
0: that right and I think if you went to both sides and you said hey Raise your hand if you're for stopping illegal drug trafficking, stopping illegal sex trafficking, stopping, uh, you know, criminals from coming into the country. Both sides would raise their hand. Yeah. They're all – they all want the same thing. Yeah.
2: So it's it's not that – so, like, well, Democrats want sex trafficking and, and <laughs> drugs to pour across the border. Like, you and that's hear, how it's you, fun. You yes. hear this. Yes. And yes. it's just not – that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Just as a practice, you hear somebody say that, just shut down. Just right. Don't even listen to them right. at that point. There's no... It's just... That is just... Oh, it, it gets back to that they're not the opposition. Right. They're criminals. Exactly. And that is the first indication of a country's slide into authoritarianism, which is why, because mm. this, this country gets to bring it back to my original point that this is the this could mean the future of our democracy. This could, this could, where it could start the the real downhill slide. Mm -hmm. This country is prime for it. Right. You have a, you have a public that's, that's, that is, you have a a significant portion of the public who is convinced of this. You have a significant, you have party, you have party members on, you have people in all three branches of government who are willing to bend the rules Mm -hmm. to get, political ends Uh, this this all it takes is for a push all it takes is a match and trump is holding that effing match
0: (laughs) yeah what if the border is to keep us in once there's authoritarianism
2: keep us from from fleeing (laughs) well we can just go north
0: right um to the Great White North. Yeah, well, uh, no, no, I'm going to just flip this here and make this argument real quick. When um, most people are running from the law, they flee to another country. So Republicans want to keep criminals in America. <laughs> <laughs> that's Dude, funny. that's why I got to get my
2: master's in communications. <laughs> yeah. Learn how to manipulate. Yeah, advantage. so I can just
0: spin that story. Um, fuck! I just had something I was going to say. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Um, so that joke, obviously, <laughs> about yeah. keeping com- criminals in, but you know, that's that's one thing I was thinking about um, with with the argument of of the wall and and keeping you know these criminals out or or whatever the arguments that are being made. Um, you know, you look at the statistics, you look at how many people are actually crossing, um, and how those numbers are down. Mm-hmm. But what gets you know shown in the media and what is honestly a terrible thing is when a criminal illegal immigrant comes into the United States and murders someone or rapes someone and those are terrible things but those things are the things that that are used as excuses for for this building of the wall is what I was thinking about
2: yeah i mean it, it definitely is
0: um but like, like I said, you look at the statistics and it, it's just not there. I mean, it, there are plenty of Americans who commit those terrible crimes. There are people all over the world who do those things. Um,
2: and and the statistics have shown that in developed nations like the United States mm-hmm. who have established rule of law, mm-hmm. that crime, immig- immigration does not increase crime. Right. There's no coral There is no correlation. Right. There's no causation. Right. There. And I mean, there is correlate. People will try to make the correlation, but yeah. there is oh, no. Yeah. There is no causation. And that's what I'm saying.
0: That correlation is made by those incidents. Mm-hmm. Those those little incidents that happen. My experience with um, by doing an oral his his uh, history project and interviewing someone who who had um illegal immigrant an illegal immigration family those people are fearing to of getting caught they just want a better life and they're afraid of getting caught most of the time they either go to work and then come straight home and don't come outside with, yeah. the, with in fear of getting
2: caught and sent back most in uh, so germany
0: but that's an anecdote that's me using an anecdote motherfucker <laughs> god damn it jeff you're but, wrong no <laughs> but your
2: anecdote points to what the trend actually is right though, right and that is immigrant even in like Germany and France, you mm-hmm. constantly hear people in the conservative media saying, well, look at Germany, look what happens to France, look what's mm-hmm. happened to Belgium since they let all of the Muslims in. Right. There's these no-go zones mm-hmm. that honestly, they don't exist. Mm-hmm. Germany has not experienced a massive flood of, of crime. Right. And uh, a report was released by in the by the German government, mm-hmm. it was reported in the German media that even like petty crime mm-hmm. amongst immigrant populations mm-hmm. are so is so low because they're so afraid of being kicked out right. or being ostracized by the people around right. them. They're so worried about fitting in. Mm-hmm. They don't want to do anything right? And, and, to, and that, to jeopardize yeah, their place. Yeah, and
0: I was just thinking about that. Um, you know, a lot of time when you're... Uh, imagine moving to a country where you don't speak the language you don't have any rights there, technically. Mm-hmm. You're going to find others who are like you. So this idea of no go zones, I know that there are plenty of, you know, little Italy's or little Chinas or yeah. little Mexico's, all or Mex- you know what I mean? Or little Latino areas with all within every city. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They all have these little enclaves of these people. But that's finding people who are culturally similar, not because, you know what I mean, they're trying to other the the people who are native to that area. Yeah. And that's a beautiful mixture of culture. If you want Chinese food and you know there's a Little China, you can go over to Little China and eat bomb-ass Chinese food. Mm But. And, and, and even with the Muslim communities, I guarantee you they are all they all share the same religion and languages. Not all. That's a generalization. But, I mean, you know what I mean? You're going to yeah. find like-minded people, and you're going to stick together. That doesn't mean it's – and you, you'll you see videos of people, you know, manipulation of footage of look at all these Muslims here in this one area. Well, yeah, dude. They all speak the same language, and they have the same religion. They want to you know, do those things mm-hmm. that are similar, but just because it's not what you do doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. That's just the thought I had about – Community sticking together
2: well for sure i mm-hmm. mean that's a really that's a really good point um to make It has wasn't something i had mm-hmm. really thought of that i had thought of mm-hmm. and i it's just you know like well they 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 harbor they harbor terrorists they right. may not be terrorists themselves but they're not willing to they're not willing to come forward and mm-hmm. root out mm-hmm. terrorists i don't know statistics on that yeah i just know that terror attacks are incredibly rare right even even though yes they're high profile when they happen mm-hmm. but they're incredibly rare mm-hmm. and to completely change how it, it's, they completely change how you, I don't know. They comp- allow those attacks to completely fundamentally change how you see the role of governance is, is really incredibly dangerous. And it set, it primes you for a president using a state of emergency to expand his powers and, and do def- something incredibly unconstitutional. And to further other,
0: people from latin america Mm -hmm. to further that divide to further that xenophobia to further the otherization you know what i'm saying one thing i was thinking about is imagine like being say you know say mexicans were the target for terrorism in 2019 um or like, you know, Japanese in, in fucking internment and shit. Imagine the government coming in and just being like, where are the terrorists? You're like, I don't fucking know, dude. I'm just trying to live my life and, yeah. and go to work every day. Oh, that's such a good point. But because you're Mexican, now they 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 assume that you know or they're targeting you mm-hmm. or they're otherizing you. I don't know. That's just what I was thinking because um, I'm sure that shit happens. You know, this this, this vilifying of, of Muslim communities. Oh, they must know a terrorist because that's just how, you know, that's how people are, are classified or, or defined today. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, where are all the rapists and drug dealers? What are you talking about? You're Mexican, aren't you? Dude, I'm just trying to fucking go to work and, you know, have money for my family. I don't know. It's scary and it's depressing that. You know, well,
2: it's not like the bomb maker, like a terrorist bomb maker in a Muslim community mm-hmm. in France, is just walking around saying, "I'm a bomb maker. I'm <laughs> right, a bomb maker." Right. Like you, or, just, you just assume that they all know each other and talk to yeah. each other just because they're all in right. They're all of the same color, right? Yeah, you know, yeah.
0: You might have a conversation with someone who is not a good person and not know it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You could do that today, dude. You sell guns for a living. You don't know. Yeah, and it's it's just like I that the thing that. I'm just going to drop name drop right here real quick. Something uh, Dimitri and I always talk about on knuckle draggers. It's just like it's just too bad that people can't just look at each other as human. That's where and and now with politics, it's become uh, so tribal as well. Mm -hmm. And you just see that extremism like we're all just people, man. And there are good people and there are terrible people to generalize and say that they're all bad and we need to build a wall to keep them out. I don't know, man. I do, I do think there should be a, a, a... I think that it's great when people do go through the, the necessary systems and, and become legal citizens and do what they need to do. But as you and I have discovered and explored, it's, that's not easy. And a lot of times these people are just people who want a better life for their families. Not to come over here and exploit your fucking systems. You have more... I, guarantee, I would love to see the statistics on how many people are on these government aid who are exploiting the shit out of them that are Americans because i guarantee it happens a lot yeah but that's socialism
2: <laughs> it's you know, i don't know yeah, I'm it's getting not all so, it's up. not socialism yeah to another like i i just read the tweet that you were talking about where it's like make no mistake the next president the next democratic president will use exec will use national emergency mm-hmm. to like to you know pass the one i
0: saw said uh not make no mistake it said like go ahead fucking do it because watch what we'll do and that attitude is fucking terrifying yeah
2: this is essentially the same attitude mm-hmm. that i read like okay. you know, make no mistake like the next democratic president wor- is going to use a national emergency for gun control and the and mm-hmm. climate change mm-hmm. and cite president trump's you know cite president trump as precedent yeah you
0: don't have to do that you don't well, I mean, my um, one thing I want to say is what if you do, I mean, just situational, who knows? Uh, uh, there might be a point where we need to with climate change. Okay.
1: <laughs> Not with guns. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. That's They just say climate change to get people to go, oh, yeah, that might actually be a good idea with guns. And then people are like. Those you know what I mean it's like well they the the manipulation right there of tying those two together that's what gets people, you know what I mean like oh we could use it for climate change, and yeah, we do need to be doing something about guns. it's that dangerous mm-hmm. um assimilation with those words, yeah, I don't know, sorry well though no, that's a really good point
2: I mean there is there that is such a political maneuver, isn't it
0: yeah, yeah, master communication well try, it's it's coming. all it's
2: <laughs> like it's like the same thing with um the right does the the right does this a lot with they'll mm-hmm. they'll they'll lump abortion and gay gay rights gay marriage together mm-hmm. they'll say like abortion and gay marriage mm-hmm. it's like those could not be two different those are very different conversations but, but it, they get lumped they consistently yeah. get lumped together yeah. in conversation that's a great
0: point yeah that's weird
2: it is really really strange it's like they know they can't win one of them mm-hmm. so they try to attach it to something that is like winnable right. right um to try to I don't know. It's weird.
0: It's that, It goes back to what you were saying earlier about like if you're for this, then you're for A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. If you're for illegal immigration, you're for drug trafficking and sex trafficking and rapists and drug dealers. Yeah. No. What I'm for is not ostracizing human beings and trapping them in cages at the border. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's what it, they're doing is that, that manipulation of politics. And and what were your thoughts on that that tweet, though?
2: I just... You don't have to... You're be the party that runs on reestablishing democratic norms. Oh god,
0: dude. It's hard, man. And I've and that's one thing I really started to develop and understand more and more throughout our senior year mm-hmm. is just this idea of of setting a precedence and, and 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 reading more on like the Supreme Court and it's it's hard to go back once once you've gone forward on something. Um which is scary. Once you've done something and you've established a new rule to the game. Mm-hmm. You it's hard to get people to say it, I, I kind of mentioned this earlier. You know, it's, it, is it going to take some president who is just who is just 100 percent not for power, not for the position, but for democracy and the establishment? And to he say, wouldn't
2: he would not be popular.
0: No, fuck no. He would not get elected again. No. If he's going to say I'm going to rein back my my um, executive reaches. Mm hmm. There's no fucking way he'd get reelected, but it's going to take somebody. And that's kind of the attitude that that's right there. Jake, what you just said is exactly what's going to happen to those Democrats who are going to try to hold on to those Democratic norms. If they say, I'm not going to operate in this new system, I'm going to do it the way that we've always done it. And I'm going to try to hold on
2: you just sent chills like through <laughs> me when you said that. And I was like, "Oh, you're right, dude. Yeah. You're right. Biden is going to get just dis- Biden is going to the 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 policy wonks, the guys that mm-hmm. are going to tr- the, the candidates that are going to try to have like a legit conversation mm-hmm. and not use platitudes and not use trigger words yep. are going to get absolutely destroyed on in in these debates mm-hmm. because everybody wants to hear the, you know, impeach impeach the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to hear that. Yep. Not everybody. Right. I don't.
0: Nope. You don't. I don't. But apparently the fucking masses do. And if they don't say those words, if they don't say that, the trigger words, and they don't say, you know, the, sp- speaking directly into the echo chamber, they're going to come off as weak and unable th- and unfit to yeah. run and to be the president. Because compromise is seen as weakness. Yes, exactly.
2: When the other, when, because the other side is viewed as criminals. They're unfit. they They don't have a legitimate, they don't have a legitimate, uh, call to power mm-hmm. like they don't have a le- they aren't holding on to power legitimately, therefore we can't compromise with them right and democracy crumbles
0: I saw an interview with scary and he was saying um, Trump's going to win again because his followers, his supporters don't want someone who is a part of the establishment
2: and he thinks so that the Democrats are going to elect somebody part of the establishment
0: mm-hmm. he's saying he said I think he said that if they want a chance to win, it's got to be someone from the outside. I mean, it's Scaramucci who fucking. I think really there's only knows,
2: one. Legi- I think there's only one legitimate like, and it sucks for her because I think they're looking at the looking at the uh, the pool right now of yeah. Democratic candidates because Biden's not in it right, right now. But there's only one legitimate like person who's been at the forefront of this like wave of economic po- populism, mm-hmm. and it's probably the smartest person amongst them, and it's Elizabeth Warren, mm-hmm. but she's not going to win. Mm-mm. And but Pocahontas, which, bro. But everybody, how
0: fucking offensive is that? Sorry.
2: Oh, it's awful. <laughs> Jesus. It's just absolutely awful. It's so
0: fucked up, dude. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Well, just like Pocahontas' tale is tragic.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, then he said something about like a trail of tears or something and like making a joke of it. I'll
2: see you on the, and then he capital, he wrote <gasps> in all caps, the trail. Like trying to say campaign trail, but he just said the trail. I'll see you on the trail. What a fucking idiot,
0: dude. Wow, dude. Nope, but that's him, dude. He's fighting the fight. He's fighting the good fight for well, America. Then, and then
2: talking about how, like, his favorite president he says, is says Andrew Jackson, the guy that sent them on Jesus the trail of tears.
0: Christ, dude.
2: I, I but, mean, why wouldn't he, I, Why else would he not love Andrew Jackson? Andrew Jackson literally right. told the Supreme Court to go f themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's like nope, sorry. Yeah, like we're. I you don't have sorry Supreme Court you don't have an you don't have an army mm-hmm. when you have an army come talk to me. Jesus, I'm removing the Cherokee and there's nothing you can do about it. That's there's a
0: great n- point. That's a great point. Just, anyway, so Warren, you're saying is economic forefront.
2: Warren knows what the hell she's talking about, right? Like she's got the numbers. She's a wo- she I mean she's a wonk. Mm-hmm. She obviously she taught at Harvard, right? She knows her numbers, right? Disagre- I disagree with her plan. Mm-hmm. She's the smartest... She's going to be the smartest one on stage absent Biden. Right. But all of these... Uh, everybody else is trying to... I don't think Cory Booker mm-hmm. is ideologically... is like Elizabeth Warren is ideological. Right. She's very much that democratic socialist mindset. Mm-hmm. How they define it. Mm-hmm. How they define that term. How they define it, right. Yeah. I don't think Cory Booker or Kamala Harris are, are necessarily really that ideological. Mm-hmm. They're just very much about themselves and they're going to, and they're going to latch on to the key buzzwords and (laughs) Elizabeth (laughs) Warren is going to be left out, but that is all going to be driven. It's all going to, all of that rhetoric is going to be driven completely left. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just how it's, how, how it's already shaping up to be. Right. Because, um, was it, uh, Kristen Gillibrand has already announced Mm -hmm. and, um, the woman, the congresswoman from, uh, or a senator from, excuse me, from Minnesota.
0: Oh crap! I don't remember, but yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. But so
2: they're all adopting similar rhetoric, right? Even though they haven't really ever been pegged that way to mm-hmm. before. Oh yeah, because they're all ambitious. Yeah. These people are all ambitious. So.
0: Um. Who would you like to see run? On the Republican side. Who's one guy that you're like...
2: Wait, if they primary Trump? Uh-huh. If they primary Trump, mm-hmm. who would I like to see? Mm-hmm. Mitt Romney.
0: Okay. Interesting.
2: Hmm. Just Rom- Romney or Rubio? Okay. Yeah, I know
0: you fucking love Rubio. I
2: love Rubio <laughs> because he, he. there isn't many on the Hill that know foreign policy is better oh, than Rubio. Oh, okay. okay. Because I, the way I viewed... The way I have gone about viewing pres- presidential like candidates mm-hmm. is... Ideally, domestically there are so many there are so many constraints on president on a, on a president to unilaterally do or fundamentally change much of anything. Mm-hmm. Everything is such a slow moving process domestically. Mm-hmm. But as we found out, yes, internationally, yeah, they have a far few check fewer checks on them, right. and even the few checks that are on them, Congress has been hesitant at best mm-hmm. to try to rein in the president. Right. So even, even with Trump as bombastic and as bull in a China shop as he is on the international stage has received very little into like right. pushback from Congress. Right. Other than some, like some murmuring and saying, Oh, we don't agree with that. Like mm-hmm. there's, he hasn't gotten much. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, so looking at right. that, knowing I, we need somebody who has the chops and the knowledge on how to. Advance America's goals In the correct way Internationally mm-hmm. Even if I don't necessarily Agree with Their Entire world right. view Well yeah I want Biden as president
0: Okay Oh Whoa Okay That was, that was my next question Okay Biden's your dude
2: Biden's my dude. Okay, going forward right okay. now. I would hate making declarations because I was going back and looking at. I love that because like, now it's getting the, it on the, because now it's getting closer <laughs> to election season. All of my memories are starting to pop oh. back up, and all of the different people I've endorsed on Facebook <laughs> over the years it's just <laughs> embarrassing. So, have has anyone won?
0: No. Endorse someone else, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was behind <laughs> the people I've been behind: Rick Perry, uh-huh. Newt Gingrich, okay. Rick Santorum. Mitt Romney, mm-hmm. Marco Rubio. Mm-hmm. See, I wasn't. I was. I didn't support Mitt Romney until he got the nomination. Okay. Um. And then he got the nomination. I supported him. He lost. I supported Marco Rubio throughout the Dude, primary process. <laughs> and he lost. <laughs> I voted for Hillary Clinton in the in the prime in the um, presidential in the presidential, and she lost.
0: Yeah. You're the you're the swing vote, man. Get on that elliptical. This whole shit's the Matrix. None yeah. of this
2: real, like th- literally. Whoever is the person programming yeah. what I'm seeing right now, it just fucks with me. Yeah, oh yeah, it's you every time. Yeah, they made me be a Jets fan. <laughs> they made me be a Blazer fan. Like none of the shit that I support wins. Yeah. Why do you think I'm so fucking miserable,
1: <laughs>
2: dude? I love
0: that. Yeah, yeah. No more Biden. You don't like Biden anymore. No. You like screw Trump. That, you want Trump. Guy. You want re-election. Oh, God. (laughs) Get a uh, 2020 shirt, dude.
2: Who's who's he going to lock up this time? Who's he going to chant the lock up this time?
0: Us? Say what you mean. Socialists? Yeah. Well, I'm not socialist, but yeah, socialists for sure. (laughs) All right, Jake. Happy Valentine's Day, sweetie.
2: Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) Love you. Yeah.
0: Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for... Our guests coming. And uh, again, check out Stateside Podcast. I think it'll be out a week from uh, like a week or two. I'll, I'll post it. Mm-hmm. But you can hear me talk some nonsense about music and uh, spread the word about Say What You Mean. If you guys are listening and you're enjoying, remember to subscribe on iTunes if you listen on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify if you listen on Spotify. Subscribe anywhere that you listen. Um, and share it with friends. Um, yes, please share. Yeah. And give us feedback, because we always love that. I know that. Um, shout out CJ Anderson. He's always texting me about it. And
2: Oh, uh, he wanted us to talk about stuff last oh! week, and we didn't even get to it.
0: I text him about coming on. He wants to come on. Perfect. Yes, so he's down. Okay. So, CJ. What about
2: next week? <sighs> next week's a mess, I told That's you. That's right. That's right. You <laughs> did tell me about that.
0: We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But uh, CJ, love you. We're going to have you on, um, and we'll shoot some shit. Um, ch- 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 ch. All right. Well, yeah, no,
2: yeah, now that we have access to KXRW yes. studio, I think we're going to have a lot more guests. Yes,
0: on. it's a central place everyone can come to. Um, we'll record in the studio, and then uh, you get to see where where the magic happens, not like cribs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, guys, uh, remember to follow us on social media, subscribe, and share, please. Love you guys. Happy Valentine's Day.
2: Bye.